Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Digital by Attention Media. So today we have a fantastic guest for you uh, and it just happens to be the one and only Dan Knowlton who is a digital marketing expert based in the UK. Uh, Dan is a public speaker, um, he is a podcaster, he is a partner, he's a father, he's been named in the top 100 most influential marketers on Twitter. He is also the co-founder of Knowlton which is a award winning agency that produce creative videos and social media ads that drive a trackable ROI and that's return on investment. So Dan co-founded the agency with his brother and they are very well known for their creative uh, and effective content marketing for brands. They work with some of the biggest brands in the UK and around the world and uh, they certainly have a very different approach to most when it comes to creating content for social media and digital marketing. So super excited to bring this chat with Dan to you. We really go into uh, some detail and some depth around how you can break down and create a strategy that will help you develop content and create content that will actually generate a return on your investment, right? And give you the best chance to generate a return on investment. So stay tuned, This uh, that episode is up next. Welcome to Digital, a podcast brought to you by Attention Media, a location agnostic digital growth agency helping businesses become iconic brands. On this show, we dive into the hottest topics, the latest updates, and what's working in social media and digital marketing right now to get you up to speed and keep you informed. And if you want to grow your business through strategic digital marketing, head over to attentionmedia.com.au, click on the book a discovery call tab, fill out some details, and we'll be in touch. We'd also love to know if you're listening to this show. So please take a screenshot, upload it to your preferred social media account and tag us at Attention Media Agency. Let's get into the show. Mate, thanks so much for joining us on the call today. How is everything? Yeah, good. Good. It's evening here. You're you're just about starting your day, aren't you? Mate, we are. We have we have started our day nice and early, bright and early. But uh, mate, thank you so much for taking the time. I've uh, wanted to obviously get uh, yourself or and or Lloyd on the show for a very long time. So, uh, mate, really appreciate the time. Oh no, looking forward to it. Should be good. Mate, actually, looking at your window there, mate, is that uh, is that snow out there? I tell you what, it's not. It's cloud. But for the last three days, it's been snowing, and we've had quite a lot of snow. So. Cool. Freezing. Well, how hot is it where you are? Is it? Mate, well, today it, uh, it's due to be about 37 again here today. So that's 37 oh, yeah. Celsius. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, warm, warm. Definitely no snow. <laughs> <laughs> Wish I was where you were. Oh, mate, it's... Uh, well, at the moment you don't because Victoria's back into a COVID lockdown. So Oh really? Yeah. Well today's today's day five of a five day snap lockdown. So hopefully tomorrow we're we're back to some sort of normality. But Yeah. We're yeah. we're still in a lockdown, so I know the feeling. It's yeah, it's crazy. We can't complain. We can't complain. Mate, uh, for anybody who is tuning in uh, and I feel like saying that that um, you know that phrase that gets used all the time if you've been living under a rock, uh, and you don't know who Dan Knowlton is, mate. Can you please give us a bit of a uh, a thirty second who you are, mate? Yes, so I run a creative video and social media marketing agency called Knowlton with my brother. We work with brands to deliver creative marketing campaigns that drive a trackable return on investment. Um, doing it for about six years now. We're currently a team of six. And yeah, we've worked with some really cool brands like FIFA, Nestle, Wall, Citibank. Um, and pre-COVID, I was speaking at 
really cool events all around the world. But yes. since COVID, done none of that. So just been in lockdown, really. Yeah, mate. Um, and not to uh, not to gloss over the fact that uh, you've launched and started your own very successful agency. But with the speaker thing, like, is there anything happening at all? Like, is anybody trying to do virtual stuff or it's just completely well, kind of... It's a weird one because pre-COVID, speaking was a big part of our whole marketing strategy to build awareness and get business in. And since COVID, I think I've done a couple of virtual events, but um, yeah. not really doing any. I, I'm not a big fan of virtual events, to be honest. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I just don't really get the same vibe. And so I've just really haven't been doing a lot of that. So we've, yeah. No, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Mate, uh, bringing it back to, to Knowlton. So the business has been around for around six years. Um, and one of the things that I, I love talking to um, you know, fellow marketers, because for for myself, the the building our agency, uh, you know, we've the business has been around for about four years. So, uh, people like yourself, people like you know Paul Ramondo, Chris Cubby, all the other marketers out there that I get the uh, the pleasure of speaking to, you know, they started their agencies a couple of years before me. So it was always kind of the, uh, you know. Uh, watching you guys, you know, starting to develop that business and uh, getting super excited about it. So it's been awesome to be able to kind of like follow the journey, I suppose, as, as everybody's been building their businesses, which is really, really cool. Yeah, I think it, it took us like the first four years, though, we were just trying to figure stuff out. It was only Lloyd and myself for the first four years, just winging it, trying to figure stuff out. And then it's only really been the last two years that we've been, we've kind of cracked the code and now we're scaling up. So it's been an interesting ride. It's that, it's that overnight success, mate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if only. <laughs> mate, uh, so as we mentioned uh, when we started rolling, the, the whole idea of uh, digital by attention media is that we try and focus on a particular topic in the digital marketing space and really break that down for everybody. So for people who aren't as familiar with Knowlton um, or they haven't come across your content which is, which is not very likely, obviously, from where you're from. But uh, here in Australia, mate, you guys are very well known um, for the creative that you produce both on the agency side for yourselves and also for your clients, right? That's, would you say that's one of your like real points of difference as an agency? Yeah, definitely. Producing, it's really broken down into creative content that drives action and paid social media ads that targets the right people with the right message at the right time to get them to buy stuff. That's really, really it. And I think the, um, you know, you guys have a very uh, fun, um, you know, easygoing way of creating content that is entertaining, right? And what's the, what's your, your key term for that? Advertainment? Yeah, I think that's just something I nicked off someone else. But yeah, it's entertaining advertising. So it's the simplest way of putting it. I think it's 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 something though that you you know for for you guys you're putting out content that um you know your own agency content it's very entertaining. You guys are wearing wigs. You're doing skits. It's um you know it's it's something that you don't often see from a lot of people um, and I think obviously that's why it works because it's done very well um, you're happy to kind of have a laugh and take the piss and you know you're really putting some value out into the marketplace rather than just another video right so it would be really cool to kind of break that down a little bit to get you know why you go about things the way you do sure so um, it all starts so when we started about six years ago we were uh, self-taught so never I, I did a marketing degree but didn't learn much about marketing I was just getting drunk basically like you do at university yeah. um, and 
And when I came out of that, and I, I, came, I went into a job in London, and then after a year, I worked my up the ranks and quit, came home. I started to get interested in learning about how to build an audience on social media. So really just reading articles. One of the first articles I read was from a guy called uh, Matthew Barbie, who's now the head of growth at HubSpot. And it was like, here's, here's how you grow a Twitter following. And I started to just build, like, do what the article said and started to grow a following and learn about uh, marketing. And from there, it was just a case of trying and testing loads of different types of content. And most of it didn't work. Most of it was tumbleweed. Most of it, no one engaged with, no one was liking it, commenting on it. Until 2017, um, we thought we'd try something different. And we basically wanted to produce a testimonials video. So a video of our customers who we'd worked with and did some training with just saying nice things about us. But we knew that that type of video is boring. No one wants to watch a five minute video of people saying, yeah, Knowlton are really good. So what we did was we thought we'd try and be creative and we would play different characters. We'd dress up with wigs and act out as if we were commenting on working with us. And it was kind of it's a bit of comical and that video we posted on Facebook at the time back in 2017 and for us it had like 3,000 views 50 comments for us that was viral at the time yeah you know at the time of no one commenting on anything it was like yeah. wow this is really working and from there we we thought wow like doing something in a in a different way making it a bit fun and interesting whilst also communicating a clear sales message mm. actually works and from there it's just been a case of trialing and testing lots of different types of content that that is entertaining and fun and now we there's a lot of strategy behind what we do, do in terms of creating content that really um, resonates with marketers from brands and that's part of our whole strategy now Mm, yeah, I, I love that. And I think, um, you know, for the most part, we kind of do, uh, you know, look at marketing and fall into sort of old habits or old ways of doing things or, you know, semi-copying what other people have done. And th there's not a lot of strategy as such or, or testing and measuring to actually see what works. I think that's kind of a key point that you mentioned earlier is that you spend a whole lot of time trying to find out what actually works. Um, because what works for one company doesn't necessarily going to work for another company or, or person or individual or whatever it is. Um, you know, it's, it's completely tailored to your audience. Um, and I think it's, it's the, the, the ability that you guys have to create content that uh, brings the message, but is able to keep people watching the video, right? Um, get the marketing message across and provide some value at the same time. Really liked what you guys did, and I hope you're happy to mention uh, the name, but um, Cameo Apples, right, for example. Um, we saw a lot of that content here in Australia from you guys, right? Um, what, what was kind of the, the thought process behind that? Because here in the Goulburn Valley, for example, we're, we're based in Shepparton, it's a big fruit growing area, right? So I kind of see, I see that kind of content and I go, wow, like that's a great concept. Like how does that sort of thing come to life? So they came to us, to give context to the listeners and viewers, they came to us about three years ago and they had a big objective with... Um, they're currently, at the time, they were stocked in some of the biggest supermarkets in the UK, but they weren't stocked as a branded Cameo Apple. They were just stocked as a generic sweet crisp apple because supermarkets, they didn't want to use their branding. They just wanted to say, this is our own brand, right? So they came to us and said, look, we're stocked in some of the biggest supermarkets in the UK, but they won't stock us as our brand. And obviously to grow our brand, 
we want to have branded product in supermarkets. So they set, they set us a challenge and said, we want you to come up with a strategy to get us stocked as a branded cameo apple in supermarkets, right? Pretty big no, challenge. No, no pressure. <laughs> yeah, no pressure. Like, okay. Um, so we came up with this whole um, strategy where we wanted them to drive demand from the ground up. We wanted to be able to um, go to su supermarkets and prove to them that people care about the Cameo brand. So we had this whole, um, over the last three years, we've worked on this, this uh, ongoing campaign to produce content cleverly using um, uh, paid social ads to reach people with really creative content, to get them talking about the brand, to get them excited about the brand. And our whole approach was to basically do a load of research into their target market, figure out what are their target market talking about with their friends when they're picking the kids up from school? What are their target market talking about when they're in their mate's WhatsApp group? And really did research to understand what do these people care about? What TV shows do they watch? What films do they watch? And once we did that research, we used Twitter to see what popular opinions were on those kind of culturally relevant movies and TV shows. So for example, in the UK, there's a, there's a show called Dancing on Ice. I don't know if you've heard of this. Have you, yeah. have you got that? We've, we've got a similar thing, Dancing with the Stars. You know, it's not on ice, but. <laughs> yeah, it's a similar thing. So they get celebrities to, uh, yeah do ice skating and stuff. Um, and we knew that that was a, something that their target demo were constantly talking about, right? So what each week when the show was on, we'd look on Twitter to see what were the most popular opinions people were having on that, that episode. So like, say for example, there was this celebrity called Gemma Collins on there who's from a, uh, reality TV show everyone was talking about her she had a massive fall and we looked at Twitter to see like there was tweets and uh, that were trending based around commenting on that fall yeah. we would we created content where we'd have we built a miniature set and we had apples commenting on the TV show commenting and the script was cleverly written to tap into the popular opinions that we knew they cared about because we used Twitter to research and we'd create this content millions of views tens of thousands of of, of engage the audience engaging with the content that was one concept we also tapped into when game of thrones was launched we did a whole thing where we um we had this guy on a horse and sort of made out that he was the biggest game of thrones fan ever and he was a cameo apples employee we've done david attenborough's netflix uh, our planet documentary we had a david attenborough voiceover commenting on an apple as if it was a wild animal loads of crazy weird ideas however it sounds like just stupid stuff that a marketing company will come up with. However, last year, they took all of that evidence to all of the supermarkets and they've managed to get stocked as a branded cameo apple in Lidl, which is one of the biggest supermarkets here, finally last year. So it was, it was a huge success. And, you know, they've signed another year contract with us and it's... Yeah, it sounds really strange, but it worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mate, insert round of applause because um, as you said, like again, that took a process, that took time, it took a lot of uh, research from you guys, a lot of effort. And I think, you know, that, that's one thing where, again, for, for those who are listening, whether it's a business owner, whether it's a CMO, whether it's just somebody in marketing, the level of detail that you need to go to to do the research, uh, you know, find out what is happening. Because again, it's it's not it's not so much, I think we get stuck, don't we, in 
promoting our brand or talking about our product or service rather than thinking about the end consumer and what they're doing during their day, right? Um, it, it doesn't matter whether it's an, an apple in a supermarket or you're going to you know, get a haircut or something like that, right? You guys are tapping into what's happening in current culture, what's trending, what people are excited about and then, uh, you know, um, bringing the brand and that pop culture together and it obviously creates really, really good content. Yeah, because I think like as well, we were ne never started out knowing what we were doing. So we've made the mistakes of producing content that's very, like even for our marketing company, very much, hey, we can do your marketing, come and work with us. Yeah. None of that worked. Like, yeah. like you said, no one cares about your brand to start out with no one cares about your brand they're on these platforms to be educated entertained inspired they're there to consume interesting content not for you to say how brilliant you are and how you can help them so this is this is where we've come up with this whole kind of marketing approach of producing content that is fun entertaining interesting to watch but also the key thing is to ensure it's structured in a way that subtly communicates the benefits of the product or service and helps overcome objections because we could all be just posting funny cat videos and getting thousands of likes and stuff but that doesn't ultimately help the top level objective of generating a trackable return on investment you know trackable sales demonstrating that people actually want to buy your product so there needs to be a lot of thought behind it it's not just posting stupid apple videos or, yes. you know which it looks like to a lot of people it, there's a lot of thought that goes behind it and yeah yeah and it, it's not until you break it down like that that you know every single shot in the content that you're producing is there for a reason right like it's it's uh you know it's there for a reason it has a purpose and i think that's you know can you kind of break it down any further around if you have a client come to you and they say, we want you to create content for X, Y, Z, yeah. where do you guys kind of like start? Like for the business owner out there who has been, you know, shooting some video on their phone, they've been posting it to Facebook and it's just been crickets. How do you guys kind of, you know, structure that content? What sort of steps would you go through when you are creating a video, for example? Good question. So the the first step is really understanding the who. And this is like marketing 101. So this isn't sort of crazily advanced or anything, but so many yeah. people skip past this step and don't spend enough time on it. Who are you trying to convince to do something? And not just like, oh, it's a 30-year-old male from Australia, whatever. It's yeah. you need to think of granular detail of what do these people talk about with their friends? What are they sharing in their group WhatsApp groups? What do they? What language do they use that only they will understand? What nuances in their job that only they understand? And you need to do that research piece. Like for example, we work with Wall, one of the longest running male grooming brands, and they've got like a, a consumer side and a professional side. The professional side, every barber you speak to will use Wall products in the world. It's like the number one um, product for barbers. And we did a, like a year ago, we did a campaign to um, uh, producing content and paid social ads to drive trackable sales from the professional side. And we were targeting barbers. Us in the agency, we have no idea what barbers talk about with their barber mates. We have no idea what language barbers use, what funny things happen in barbers that barbers will talk to each other about. We didn't know that. So we had to go to barbers and speak to them and ask them these kinds of questions to get the answers and understand what they, because then you can start to work backwards and shape content, tapping into those key themes that they get. That's the first real yeah. step that you need to focus on. Love that. Yeah. Rather than trying to create content that you think might work, it's yeah. it's it's doing that research and actually talking to people in the industry. Love that. Key tip. 
key tip. So, so that's number. That's step number one. Who understand the who? Do your research. <laughs> step number two is to then work backwards and think about what is the decision-making process those people go through when they're looking for a solution that you have. So for example, right, let's take a pen. I always just have a pen in my desk. So this is the best example. If you're looking for a new pen, what is the process you go through to find a pen that fulfills your needs? You know, you want a pen that's got a certain ink in it that's going to last for a certain time that you trust is going to be durable and that kind of thing. What's the process you go through? Do you search Google and look at reviews? Do you look on social? Do you look on, uh, you know, do you ask your friends? Once you understand that thought process and, and what people are looking for, then you can start to build content that fulfills all those needs. For example, you know, reviews. Everyone, if they're buying a product or service, wants to hear some kind of social proof that your product or service delivers on its promises. Mm -hmm. So we create content like case studies, testimonials, user-generated product unboxings and reviews, all of those things where it's someone that looks like the person you're trying to convince to buy, opening up the product or talking about working with a service-based business and saying, I had this problem, this pr product or service solved this problem in this way. Here's what it's like. And like that kind of content. Yeah. Then there's things like objections. What are the objections someone has to buying this pen? Does this pen uh, have as much ink in it as you say it does? Is it right for me? You know, are there other supplies that could be right for me? You need to ask yourself, what are all those objections that someone has? If it's, if you're like an accountant, what are all the objections someone has? Are you the right accountant for me? Can I afford you? What's your pricing like? You need to answer all of these questions within your content. And then the way that we bring this all together is by using paid social ads to target people at each of those stages to hold their hand and guide them on this customer journey to eventually buying what we're selling them because we've taken them on that journey. So you mean you can't just show somebody a video and they buy straight away? I wish they that worked, mate. <laughs> actually, to be fair, we probably wouldn't have a job if that was how it worked. Well, that's that's true, actually. Um, no, and that, and that's absolutely awesome, Matt. And I think it kind of really, um, you know, obviously being super excited to get you on the show to talk about this exact topic is kind of break down how much work needs to be done in order to create something that is effective, right? It's not a um, you know post one video and change your business overnight. Um, I do. So I, I, I do think though, sorry, just to, to say, I do think that I also don't want to, because I'm talking from where we're at now. So we're working with some big global brands. Everything's like big budget. And, uh, you know, if you're running a small business, you might be listening, thinking this isn't relevant to me. However, don't be scared off. Like we started with nothing in my parents' back room with a crappy camera that was awful. No, with my phone, actually, that's how we started with, with a phone. Um, so if you have this strategy and thought process around creating content that builds awareness, that overcomes objections and builds trust and nudges people to buy, you can create all that on your phone. Like yeah. starting out, I'm not saying that it's going to look the best in the world, but this is how we started to get to where we are now. So mm. yeah, definitely don't be scared off by hearing about all these big content ideas and stuff you can literally do it from your home on your phone to start out with you don't have an excuse and again it's probably more the process that's important isn't it like you need to decide on who are you trying to target you know what's the customer journey and how are you going to lead them through that to a point of purchase right then you can go and shoot it on your phone as you said it doesn't have to be a high high value production exactly and it also just again just because we focus on video and content it doesn't just have to be video it could be articles and blogs we started out writing educational tutorials no video 
know, like it could be podcasts, it could be whatever, it could be gifts. Like think of, it doesn't have to be one kind of media format. There's so many avenues where your where your customers are consuming information that mm. you can be getting on, you know, any of those. Exactly, exactly. One thing I think is, um, you know, we hear it every now and again that content is subjective, right, mate? So, you know, you can you know, content that works for one person and that one person really resonates might not work for somebody else. Where do you guys sit with that approach, right? When you do have big budgets working for big brands uh, and there's, you know, there's a bit of pressure there obviously to try and create something that is going to work. Is it the process that you go through that gives you or basically reduces that risk, I suppose, for want of another word so that, you know, the majority of people are going to resonate with this? Yes, that's one thing. Like a lot of a lot of the ideas we pitch brands are very out there and they kind mm. of rein us in. Um, you know, like for example, uh one of the concepts we pitched this big whole foods company, they wanted to communicate that they're really environmentally friendly, they care about the world, about the, the you know, the sea and animals and stuff. Part of that concept we suggested punching a dolphin in the face to communicate what they don't do, right? So yeah. so like because we knew that would get that would communicate the point yes. but our we have to like rein ourselves in in that sense mm -hmm. and i think yes planning plays a big role in, in getting it right and resonating with with an audience however the more important thing is variety and quantity of content yeah so like we know that um if we shoot something in five different ways with five different characters we've got more chance of of getting a conversion because one of those characters will appeal more with that person even if they're saying the same stuff so yeah. having that variety of content isn't there's no one silver bullet there's no one we're going to do one video that's going to sell all your stuff like you said mm -hmm. it's right at each of those stages of the decision making process you know breaking it down into three simple stages awareness consideration purchase having multiple pieces of awareness content some entertaining some very serious and educational some insightful some thought uh, leadership pieces you know potentially at the middle of the that funnel having some unboxings having some user-generated content that's really raw and looks a bit crappy um, and having some higher produced stuff you know he's thinking of variety 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 and this is why it's so important to constantly be creating content which i know like every marketer in the world says but um there's no silver bullet when i look at things like um on tiktok for example if you if you really wanted to focus on TikTok, if you look at most people who create lots of videos on TikTok, um, most of them will have a video that gets tens of thousands of views because they've tried and tested so many different things. So it's so important to keep keep doing that. Another key thing I think to mention there around people who have built a brand online and create lots of content, put out lots of videos, that like part of their success is that, that they are constantly putting out content, right? If they were to suddenly stop, you know, their popularity drops very, very quickly, right? It's, you know, if you're not top of mind, then people forget about you. So again, like success leaves clues, right? It's about putting out content, putting out content and continually trying to refine it and put out something that people enjoy. And also, even if you have a concept that, that lands, right? For example, for us, so when we first did a, our first marketing sketch, like two years ago, it landed and it absolutely smashed it. And still to this day, sketches get tons of engagement and help drive business. However, what you don't want to do, and from this is just my advice from my experience, is become complacent. And you know, we could we could make like three sketches a week or four sketches a week and just pump out that because we know it gets the numbers. 
but you need to constantly innovate and try new things because eventually that style of content isn't going to work. It's going to become boring and every marketer is going to do it. It's yeah. constantly trying to think of new creative ways. Like for example, today we tried something different. We shot a parody of three well-known UK-based TV ads that everyone knows. We, we kind of changed the script to a, a Knowlton-based ad and we're trying that. So there's just tons of different things you need to constantly be trying and testing new things. Yeah, love that. Love that. Great advice, mate. Great advice. Um, another question, switching gears slightly, where do you feel, um, you know, what are your thoughts on the current state of digital marketing, right? Just, just in general, um, you know, this could obviously be more UK based on your side of the world, but where do you think digital marketing is sitting at the moment? Um, there's a massive buzz around kind of live audio through platforms like Clubhouse, Twitter, um, you know, with their spaces which is basically copying clubhouse yep. there's been rumors of facebook developing a tool that's very copying clubhouse you know classic facebook see something that has success just copy it to a much bigger audience so i think that that's that's one area that currently i see blowing up um or lots of people talking about um but overall i still i, I still feel like the core it's important not to get distracted by shiny objects because ultimately what we've already discussed in this podcast is to have a strategy behind producing content mapped to the decision-making process of your customers. I personally don't spend a lot of time either trying to figure out what's the next big thing or like what's, what's the new thing we should be doing. Like, cause I think it's important to, to kind of try and test and see what's working yourself. Um, but definitely the live audio thing at the moment is is what everyone's sort of shouting about. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, I think, you know, again, what's happening in the wide world as well, influences and impacts, um, you know, marketing, right? So at the moment, lots of lockdowns going on, people can't travel as much. Um, and that live audio, it's just, it, it breaks down the friction, right? People can connect, people can have, you know, conversations. So it's, it's trying to, um, have a look at what is happening on the outside world and then try and tap into and align your marketing with that so that you know you, you can get some success jump onto a platform like clubhouse start some rooms start building a brand like you know putting your brand out there or providing value to the marketplace i think there's no one silver bullet as well like right. yeah. still to this day you know things that people might think that you know, don't work anymore or aren't as important or aren't as interesting blogs articles they still work yeah. Like, uh, you know, podcasts, that was the, the biggest thing last in 2020. Everyone's got to do a podcast that still works. Everything can still work. It's, it's where you focus your energy. And I think it needs to be down to a few key things in terms of like, if you're watching, listening to this and you're thinking, oh, there's so much different marketing things I could be doing social media podcasts clubhouse, like blogs, SEO. Mm -hmm. I think it, it, it needs to focus on a few key things. One, your, your audience definitely need to be there, which is like marketing 101 again. There's, if you're trying, your ultimate goal is to try and sell your product and you're using channels where your audience aren't, that's counterintuitive. So your audience have got to be there. Secondly, though, I think it needs to tie in with your skills and, and, and yes. you know, what you're good at. Like if you're, if you're good at writing, then do a blog. You know, if you're good at speaking, clubhouse or podcast, that kind of thing, it needs to really tie into what you're good at. And thirdly, um, and this sounds a bit fluffy, but what you enjoy doing, because I think if you if you make if you push yourself to like start a podcast, but you really feel uncomfortable doing it and you hate it, it's never going to work out because you're you're going to resent yourself from for doing it. So think about what you actually enjoy doing. They're the kind of three core pillars I tend to focus on when choosing where to focus my time. 
So good. So good. Mate, uh, just as we look to wrap up, um, given the fact that we are living in a much different world to uh, <laughs> you know, the one we would ideally like to be in, how is life, mate, as a, uh, as a public figure, as a business owner, as a, as a dad as well, mate, how is life on your side of the world? Yeah. Do you know what? It's, uh, it's good. I think like we've been very lucky and you know, there's lots of people in a much worse situation. So you've got to take that into account. But for us, it's, we're, we're, we're all good. We're, you know, the business is doing well. Yeah. Um, we hired two people last year when this all kicked off. Yeah. I, I think it's gone well for us, but, but yeah, we've just been very lucky and I've got a variety of kind of agency friends. Some of them, all of their customers were in hospitality and they've literally just gone under. Yeah. So I feel like we're really lucky to be in a position and enjoying dad life and home life. It's all good. Yeah. How about you? How's things with you in Australia? What's it like there? Is it, is it crazy or is it? Mate, it's, it's, it's definitely settled down, but um, I think, yeah, again, it's, uh, you know, you wouldn't, um, wouldn't necessarily wouldn't want to take the politicians' jobs or anything like that. You wouldn't be yeah. putting you wouldn't be putting your hand up for a very difficult situation. And obviously, we haven't really you know had this situation at, at a global scale before. But um, it, it is it's going to be interesting for business. Um, and again, like I said at the start of this interview, we, we're just into a, a five day snap lockdown again here in Victoria because there's a couple of cases in Melbourne. Um, and it, it is it's really hard on businesses, especially in the hospitality sector. Like you said, um, you know a lockdown gets announced on a Friday night, um, stock gets wasted, bookings get cancelled and people are still trying to rebuild from last year, right? They're still in massive debt, still trying to pull themselves out of a hole. So, um, you know, for us, we're definitely trying to focus on what we do best to try and help some of these businesses get back um, as much as possible. Um, And hopefully, hopefully, um, you know, there's there's a solution not too far away where we can get back to some sort of normality. Yeah. But again, again, we are very fortunate. So in the meantime, we'll put it, keep putting out great content and, uh, and keep talking to uh, great people like yourself, mate. Thank you so much for your time today. Where can people find out more about yourself and Knowlton? Uh, our website, knowltonmarketing.co.uk. And I'm very active on LinkedIn. Just search Dan Knowlton and Twitter as well. So yeah, that's where I'll be. Appreciate it. Thanks, mate. Cool. Cheers. So that's it for another episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. As we mentioned, we'd love to get your thoughts and feedback on this episode. You can do that by heading over to our Instagram at Attention Media Agency and letting us know what your thoughts. Send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. We'd also love to know what you'd like us to talk about in upcoming episodes. So send us your topic ideas. We are always interested. And if you'd love to know more, head over to the website, attentionmedia.com.au. That's all for now. We'll see you in the next episode. 